Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of. Is everyone still there? <laughs> Is there such a tease, man. <laughs> such a tease, man. Such a tease. Such a tease. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another show, another episode of Pre-Match Booty. Hey, guys. That, that's how ah, it's done. That's guys. how it's done. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, it take, sometimes it takes a whole team to get it over the line. You know, Claudio, this is okay, an then, individual man? sport. I don't know. Hey. Am I back? Am I back? Your voice yeah, occasionally is back. I, I think, can I be honest? I, I think someone is, is like has latched onto our Wi-Fi. I think that's actually what's going on here. <laughs> You're sharing it with the neighbor. You knocked out with Portugal. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So where were we? I think I'm back now. Everybody, we've got in the house, we've got Matty Waits. Uh, it's coming home apparently for England. We've got Wonga Dengue. He's got the Dutch flag, but... The one team he did not want is the one that's carrying him right now. That is Switzerland. And then we've got Silo, Lolo, Kale with not one, but two sides in the house. And that's obviously the two that are facing each other, unfortunately. Belgium and Italy. Two big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got me with no one except for my goal on shirt. That's it. Ooh, that's turn, nice. yeah, turn it on. Turn it, turn it on. Turn it on. Yeah. Do a little twirl. Oh, oh yeah. And the cut, number nice, 10. Nice. Is it number 10? <laughs> Always, you got to play Very with number cool. 10. Anyway, gents. So in the house, we've got Louis Murray. We've got Jason Sergal. Thank you for joining us. And of course, the famous Pumalani. Pums, you're a champ. Thanks for joining us. And gentlemen, thank you for you're being with us. Obviously, we've got a lot to cover tonight. A lot to cover tonight. We're covering a couple of Premier League topics first before we're jumping into the quarterfinals because there's some breaking news. And I'm just very happy that we've got Man United and uh, Spurs representatives because the news obviously contains these two people. And obviously, Aman, back in the house. Well done, son. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Aman, how's it, man? How's it it going, Aman? What up, Aman? What's happening? Are you guys in class again? (laughs) (laughs) Right, first big big topic, Sancho to be a devil. How do we feel about this, Sela? I know you must be over the moon, but how do the rest of us feel? I mean, honestly, we're not surprised, right? It's not like this has been sneaking out of nowhere. This has been talked about. If anything, it's late. Like, yeah. what are we? We're now, this is the third transfer window when this has been a story. Am I right? Yeah. So I think it's, uh, yeah. it's about time, oh, if anything. What is cool, they've got it done relatively early. They didn't leave it until two games have already been played. That's true. That's true. true. Definitely. I think, I think that, that's the most important thing. I think, um, as most Man United fans uh, like uh, are saying now, is that historically, we take two years to do a deal and we only sign the player the following season as the season's about to start. But this time, at least, it's the 1st of July. Um, Sancho is going to go on holiday knowing that when he goes to report to preseason training, he's not going to go to Dortmund. He's going to go straight to Man United, which is very good, which is very good. And I love that. And it allows us to concentrate on other targets. You know what I mean? So, Jaden Sancho, number seven. Here we go. <laughs> Arjun says yeah, we need to be scared. Wonga, what do you want to say? Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at Man United's team now, um, it's problematic. And I hear, and I also saw news that they're also trying to chase uh, uh, Varane um, from Madrid. Uh, but yeah, so geez, it looks like they're pretty much they're pretty serious. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm just it just makes me sad looking at my team spending 50 million on Ben White 
and they're able to get Sancho <laughs> for somewhere, you know. Now, I mean, it's a lot of money we're talking, it's ridiculous amounts, yeah. but I mean, 50, 70, I mean, and, 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 and uh, was it 80, was it 80 pounds? 80 million uh, pounds. For? That, for, for Sancho, Sancho, how much was it? I'm not sure. Uh, 70, 75, 70, 75. Can you see? Uh, and we're spending yeah. 50 on Ben Ben White. I, I don't know what's going on with my club, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's just going to make us more. It makes me more worried about Man United come the beginning of the season. Uh, Celo Pums is asking, where does he fit in the puzzle of Man United, Sancho? Yeah, man. I, you know, you know, um, you know, the, the, you know, people like to ask where does he fit in. You know, I think he just fits in the right wing. You know, simple, simple as that. Our right wing has been filled by Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood is not a is not a winger. Um, he's a striker, uh, but obviously, I think we integrated him on the right hand side um, just so that he can, you know, um, get get a feel of the game. Not too much pressure to be the number nine and score too many goals. Just co- just to contribute to the team. So Jaden Sancho fits in on the right wing, um, and I think the most important thing uh, is a team needs to have depth. Uh, in, 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 in the key areas. So so with, with, with Sancho, at least it gives us that depth up front. Uh, he can play uh, on the right, he can play on the left, he can play in the number 10 position as well. Um, so it gives us some quality. And also, uh, what happened with Rashford and Greenwood is that you'd have two people playing on the, on, on the wings that weren't really wingers. They are more uh, forwards. So what, what would happen is that they would always want to cut in and, and, and shoot and they weren't really creating that many chances for Cavani uh, and other players. They were uh, mostly trying to be the ones that would be at the end of uh, chances. So with Sancho, at least we've got someone who's uh, an assist merchant. You know, he's he's had so many assists uh, in the Bundesliga and so on. So I think that that, that definitely adds uh, to the creativity of the team and not reliant on a Pogba and a Bruno too much. That at least Sancho will, will add will add uh, add some. Um, impetus to that. Uh, what's Arjun saying? Yeah, uh, is yeah, man. Verani is going to cost the same as Ben White. Ben White, sorry. I just want to add my two cents to Sancho. I think, in terms of repairing the culture at Man United, they keep saying, you know, they need to revert back to old ways and find the right players. I do <coughs> think he's got a bit of a, a dickishness to him, which I think bodes well for a United player. He's got that that arrogance and he's got that sort of swagger when he's walking on. So let's see what happens. And what's the talk about him being given the number seven jersey, taken away from Cavani? Is that fact or is that... Uh, I'm sure they would have said... What do they say? Um, man, I can't believe now. I'm, forget, I'm forgetting my, my languages, man. Um, uh... <laughs> Anyone oh, want to help this guy? <laughs> But yeah, they would have given a call to Cavani and say, hey, listen, man, are you okay with uh, giving Jaden Sancho the number seven shirt? Uh, he's probably said, yeah, cool, no problem. Um, but hey, listen, listen, uh, what's this guy's name? Shoro coming on to say uh, to only finish outside the top four. I don't know what he's talking about. Such a, such a negative person. Just say that, <laughs> hey, man, just, you know, just, you know, your club, Real Madrid, Finished nowhere in La Liga last season, so yeah, let's 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 come on, come on. You'd have, right, if you right, want, if you want if you want something last season, you can talk to me, please, man. <laughs> well, let's talk about top four and let's talk about the prospects of a certain club in London getting a new manager, another Portuguese manager, Nuno Espirito yeah. Santo. Is this going to be the new Portuguese B team in in England? 
<laughs> it'd be interesting to see. I mean, that's what he did at Wolves, wasn't it? I think you know it's been such a, a long saga of, of Spurs finding a manager. It got it got pretty farcical at the end. Um, but it is, I think, of all the of of the many names that were thrown into the ring and then pulled out again, or pulled themselves out, or rejected, or protested against. I think. Um, <laughs> I think old Nez is probably a good option. I think he's got the Premier League experience. He's shown that he plays quite attacking uh, front foot football, which is what Spurs have always been crying out for. Um, you know, whether or not it works, you just never know that you just, your managers have, who've done well in other clubs have gone to separate clubs and they've not had a great time. Um, but uh, I think we've, we've got kind of form. You think about Poch, he kind of proved himself at a club sort of sitting around mid table, punching above its weight at Southampton. And, um, when he came to Spurs, it obviously lit it up. So there's, it could potentially go that same way. Yeah, Arjun, it's it's been. I got to be honest. I didn't. <laughs> I had to be convinced. I had to, you know, check a few sources to make sure it was truly legit that he was really signed up. I was expecting there to be like a another pullout or a statement. But yeah, he's in. The pullout I method isn't effective. We know that. So just be be wary when you're doing yes, that. Yes, you could have. It, it's not a. It's not a hundred percent. If you're if you're looking for that kind of advice, you're on the wrong show. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's. I'm, I'm interested to see. I think you've got to back him got to back the manager there's no reason not to like him at the moment I think he's he did his first little you know PR interview earlier today and it all sounded very good he seems to have a good vision for making the club attacking again and working hard building that team spirit and now it's about what's going to happen between now and and close of the transfer window with Harry Kane if we're going to bring anyone in so we'll have to see Portuguese B team I wouldn't mind that you know I'm uh, as you know I'm 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 married into that world too, so I'm, I'm quite. I'd be quite happy to see a few Portuguese players come through the the Spurs ranks. I remember years ago, really wishing that Spurs were going to buy Matinho when Matinho was still at Sporting, um, and it, it never happened then. But maybe you never know. A swan song for the 37 year old. Um. <laughs> uh, Matt, you, you've got a question here. Do you feel that Kane's going to stay at Spurs? I don't know, to be honest. It's so hard to say because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Kane is not the kind of player who's going to cry to the media about it he's not he's, he's never been that kind of player so he might be pushing for a move but he's not gonna kind of slip stuff to the press so it's really hard to say I would I would be both outcomes wouldn't surprise me you know that he stays another season would be would be obviously fantastic for Spurs but if we sold him for somewhere between 100 and 150 mil you know that would also make a lot of sense it would be a very Daniel Levy thing to do to then go buy 15 players, five of which end up having a half-decent run at Spurs. Um, so you just don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, if you're looking to me for, for where you should bet your money on it, then um, I won't, I, I couldn't say. I, I really couldn't say. I suppose okay. a lot of it would depend how Kane does for the rest of the Euros. If he shoots the lights out, maybe... Well, he finally maybe. scored a goal. He finally scored a goal. Yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about that. Maybe he's peaking at the right time. Don't yeah. know. Yeah. Don't know. Um, but I, do, I need to say something before we continue, guys. Remember, I, I jumped on the show of StreamYard. So just in case, for those of you who don't know, we use StreamYard as the platform when we go oh, arrived. live. Land. Yes, and we want to duck. And look, he arrived. His name is That Puddles. is wicked. We got a little that... mascot. That's very <laughs> cool. Anyway, okay. So we've got one more, one more thing to t- talk about before we head on to the Euros. And that is obviously... The devil himself. I know we're talking about a player becoming snake. the devil, but that's a metaphorical do- devil. Yeah. Now we're talking snake. about an actual snake. Uh, Benita is returning to <laughs> Liverpool wearing wearing the colours blue. I mean, what the hell? 
Hey, thoughts on this? I mean, I've got my opinion. I've got my opinion. Wonga, you laughing. What are you thinking about this? Uh, I didn't think much of it. Yo, guys, I think uh, uh, Rafa did enough for you guys. Um, and yo, it's been so long. I, I don't know, man. I, maybe it's because I'm not a Liverpool supporter. I don't feel much into it, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I just, I just feel everything is everything. How, 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 would, you, how would you feel if, if Wenger went to coach uh, Spurs? Yeah, that would be very unfair on us. And, and We've I know, gone through <laughs> and I know that wouldn't happen. But yeah, yeah, if you put it in that context, that's 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 a sin, bro. Q was uh, no ways. Um, so yeah, it's a sin here as well, man. It's definitely a sin, but, man. Uh, you can't. Yeah. You can coach. You Everton can coach, is Everton, man. You can coach anything in the Premier Everton. League except for except for Everton and Man United as a as a former yeah. Liverpool uh, great because he's he, he's seen as a Liverpool great. Um, he won you guys the 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 the, the uh, what's his Istanbul Istanbul is 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 Rafa Benitez, you know what I mean? Uh, and he did so well with with the club, um, you know, even though he didn't win the Premier League, but he won the Champions League, and that and that for Liverpool fans they'll always remember him for that, and for him now to go across what is it across what is it across the park, across Stanley Park or something across the park to to go coach yeah, well, uh, at Goodison they've been, park. They've you know? been in the pipeline for a couple of years, building their new beautiful like. Lakeside, what's well, not Lake Dockside Stadium, yeah. which has been in the works for the last I don't know how many years. Um, so yeah, he's got that to look forward to. Personally speaking, when people always speak about Benitez and they always go, No, you must respect Benitez, a Liverpool fan. I've never ever liked the guy, largely because I remember how he left the club and I remember the shit states he left us in with the players. Also, how do you chase a player like Alonso away? That that was the start of the rut. And when he left and everything he dealt with. This doesn't surprise me. This because he's 100% pragmatic. For him, this makes sense. So he's done it. He doesn't give a shit. It's all about doing the job. And this is also one of the reasons why he'll probably do really well at Everton. He's found a right club that he understands the culture of the club. He first has to win over the fans because that's going to be a bit of an issue. There's half of them going to be like, "Oi, you wore red first, you know." Yep. So that's going to be a tricky, for, tricky thing for him. But in terms of the fabric of the club, it's completely right for for this type of manager. And also, if he's getting the resources which he wasn't getting at other places. I think this this potential here to make them a, a top six club and possibly bump out, I would say, an Arsenal, but we know they're top ten club now. So maybe possibly bump uh, bump out a Spurs team. <laughs> possibly uh, Liverpool, uh, mate. You don't know how next uh, season's going to go. You never know. It would be funny. funny. Ben- Benitez all dressed in blue, dancing on Liverpool's grave. <laughs> anyway. So those are my two cents. I've had enough of that guy. Anyone, Celo, you want to say one one final piece about Benitez? No, I mean, I think it's uh, as you said, it's a it, it's a strategic move move for him. Uh, his family is still in Liverpool; have been living living in Liverpool yes. um, ever since um, he coached Liverpool. And even though he's been coaching all over the world, they've always the family home is there. So he's just back at uh, the family home. Um, and yeah, all the best to him. Uh, I like Everton as a club, um, even though you know I think you know they they're the ones that uh, the noisy neighbors for you guys. Uh, which 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 is good for me, you know. They keep you guys occupied, um, you know, um, and then you don't have to worry about well, to, us. Well, too much. you're just hoping we we land up being neighbors like Man City, like your neighbors. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, noisy neighbors. Let's see, let's see. Amen. Right, guys, time for talk about Euro yes. 2020. Are we ready? We're going to talk about the first quarterfinal game, and this is the big one for Wonga Dinga because this is the team. Like we said, he didn't want coming through, knockout France. And now they're playing Spain in the quarterfinals. That's and now, the first game. What is that now? Are you writing it in... What language is that now? Switzerland versus Spain. 
But behind no, you, it's, it's S U I, and now in front of you, it's S W I. W I, and it's got S S S C H. Like it's a switch yeah. versus S P A, and then behind you, it's E S P. Espana. Way to ruin, way to ruin the competition that I was about to throw out there. Thanks, guys. Thanks for you know. I was going to say spot the difference, but good job, good job. <laughs> We're just going to have every country's name all in English. We're just forgetting that they speak a completely different language in Spain. Can you imagine how hard it must be to have to learn Spanish and learn football at the same time so that they can play for Spain? You were saying uh, Spain versus uh, Switzerland. Hey, oh, and uh, Diaz joined us as well now. Uh, but uh, Spain versus uh, Switzerland. Uh, Wanga Denga. Hey, what's your, bro, what's, you your know, captain, you know. what's, what's your captain doing, man? Bro, for me, I don't know if it's really him or is it me? Because I literally every team, in especially in this uh, last six, is it the last sixteen that I that I said okay, no, they're going to win. Literally lost. France obviously played Switzerland. They lost. Then it was uh, Croatia versus Spain. I thought. Uh, Spain are not going to be too good, uh, good enough, and they went and they scored uh, five. Then they they lost. England and Germany, Germany knocked out. Then Netherlands, my team gone. Wales gone. I was like, yo. Uh, so now I'm pretty much thinking maybe I just stick behind Switzerland. That's the opposite yeah, of that. Octopus. Do you remember the octopus in 2010? You're like the op- the the counter the anti octopus. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call an octopus with no legs? You're one of those, you know. <laughs> but yeah look I mean credit to them they did well and, and they found themselves um, it was if I'm not mistaken they were, they were exactly like um, uh, Croatia they were, they, were, they, were, they were two goals down and again it would have written them off uh, and they came back and I think they did enough to go to the penalties uh, and, and, and win the game it was it was it was literally uh, France's game to lose. I mean, at that point in the in in the match, uh, and you know, they surprised me. I'm pretty sure they surprised everyone else as well. Uh, and, and and credit to them. Uh, I and they've got an, I think they probably got. Yeah, I mean, some people that thinking the teams going through would have probably wanted um, a Spain or a Ukraine or a, a Czech Republic or Denmark. But I mean, looking at Spain as well, I think them coming out. Uh, the, the way they started would have maybe been, uh, you know, people were looking at them and say, yeah, they, we can take advantage. But yeah, they're looking, I mean, scoring five goals in a match is not, not the easiest thing. So but I think on they're that, probably finding their form. But on that note, I think you, that's, that's valid in the sense that all the big hit, look, everyone from Group of Death are all gone. They're out. They're finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these so-called big teams now, the only ones that are left on paper are Belgium, yeah. Italy, and Spain. And even Spain, everyone had written off because of the squad that they have. No, England, you, yeah. You, but, you, you, you. You wrote them off, Claudio. Um, no, but think, a lot of no, other people wrote think, them off I think, too. I think, I, think, I think we need to go back to the fact <laughs> where you said that Spain will not beat Poland and will not qualify. And I said categorically, Spain will beat Poland and qualify. I said that. I said that. Clearly, yesterday, I said that. I believe that the guys, the players that they have, the, the, the quality that they had, eventually were gonna, they were going to score goals. And what did they do? They scored the goals. You know what I, mean? I just didn't believe in Morata. That, that was the thing. I just don't believe hey, in Morata. I think Spain haven't decided if they're going to be good or shit yet. Because in the same game, they'll play really, really well and really, really shit all at the same time. Yeah. They just, yeah. they, there's, there is a lack of... Um, they've got quality. And that, that, that comes through. Because players will do a thing. 
but the, as a as a squad and as a team, there isn't a coherent system that they're playing to. And and Spain was mm-hmm. one of my teams. So I've also still got two in it, which is great. Yeah. But one of them, Spain. I didn't expect Spain to be here. Still, they've that you watch them play, and during ninety minutes, they don't play to a, a coherent system for ninety minutes. They're kind of all over the place. There's a little bit of you know, there's. It's clear that players don't quite drill with one another. That you know, the passes will be off, the runs are being made, and no one's seeing yeah. it. Um, and I think they might pull that off against someone like Switzerland, who's a bit less, you know, a bit less dynamic, a bit less. Um, you know, they they although they showed against France, they can dig it out when they need to. But if they come up against an Italy or a Belgium, they're going to really struggle to to make it work. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But what did everyone think about the the French sort of collapse in terms of the penalties? When we're looking at penalties, I mean, you kind of, if you're watching it as a neutral, you kind of had the feeling that Switzerland were going to take it. Was it was it just? Yeah, me? for me, I mean, look, yeah. I had like, that feeling. I, I think, yeah, like you, that's the thing about penalties. I mean, you, you never know. I, I mean, in my own opinion, I think uh, that's another story as well. I mean, I, I just think that they should they should scrap penalties. I mean, after extra time, they must go play a golden goal or something. Um, for how long? I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. For like two hours. They must play to their school. They must play to their school. Children and wives. Not tomorrow. Don't they do that in other sports as well? It's not like it's not like uh, soccer would be the only sport that does that. Um, like tennis. What do they do yeah, in, uh, you, know, you know, you know, like tennis, the way where, where match where the final set, for instance, can be. Yeah. It goes yeah, and goes but, and goes, and then it ends up play. being 20, 26, 24 at the end because yeah, you know, final, but you see what I'm saying? Play, they, I, know, like I know we're going to another hours. topic, but it's like you say, look, but even what you're saying, they're still playing tennis. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. still you playing see, the game of tennis. They don't the, go the to the like a thing where you just say, we let's serve. <laughs> True, they're not, they're not like you're saying who, who, who hits the most serves or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're saying, so you're saying, play. Well, I was going to say that the, the issue is there that eventually it would just become a competition of which team is in better shape, better condition, because you can only substitute a certain amount of times, and then, then, and and then you'll have the equal thing of oh, this is unfair because you might say oh, France is a better side, but they they tired sooner, so now they've lost, and then people will say oh, we must bring back something it's more sports. fair. Let's do penalties. Like I think penalties is fine. It it keeps it time boxed because also then imagine you have to play. You play for seven hours. It's now three in the morning. You finally scrape a scrappy goal. It, it bobbles over the line. You all stagger home, and then three hours later you've got to get up and play again. You're gonna stagger out there. You're still bleeding from the eyes, and you know like your legs hanging off. And now you got to go up against somebody else. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Imagine. That's that's already last last man standing. Could you imagine that's the true. next that's, game? That's crazy. Three, three days of football. All you reminded me of there with Matt yeah, is when you're growing up, growing up playing football on the fields, playing Wembley, and there's like 20 of you <laughs> playing, and someone gets a shot yes. from far, and it comes off your toe, and it goes in. And you're like, I'm through, baby, and then there's like a whole bunch of contention. <laughs> No, it touched me. No, I kicked the ball. That's that's all I can think of when you guys are explaining this. But also talking about yeah. penalties and and that. I mean, the irony to all of this is Pum saying, obviously, time is money. But there you got your way for scrapping the away goals, so they can have the instance where you have more extra time and penalties. Yeah, that's the irony behind all of more, this. More more drama. They want the they want more and more drama. But I think I just want to touch on what Arjun said there, man, guys. Mbappe really didn't have a great tournament and didn't have a great game. And when yeah. he went to take that penalty, I could feel that he was going to miss yeah. it. If if I could feel it, couldn't they feel it in the huddle? Couldn't they feel the the, the like he was not confident? He had missed chances. Like you literally just give it to who else didn't who, who hadn't taken by that time? I think Sissoko hadn't taken by the time. Pavard hadn't taken by the time. Varane hadn't taken. Rabiot hadn't taken by the time. 
give it at least to one of those guys because Mbappe just didn't have the confidence the whole game. And I Look, just man, felt he was going to miss it. Celo, I think that strategically would have made sense, but I think it's a it's a, nice, a good step for him in his career to go through that because he's still a young player. He's he's kind of he's done a lot of good things with Paris Saint Germain, you know, and he's winning a lot of things. But this is a bit of a thing just to to bring him back down and go. Hang on, if you want to be the best, there's certain situations you've got to learn how to handle, and this is just one of those. And look, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, but I do think it's a good moment. Think of all the moments Ronaldo had gone through a heartbreak with Portugal and other things to get to where he's gotten now. And also, it brings me to my next question, guys. Mbappe, if the talk about him not staying at PSG materializes and a club comes in for him, is he really going to be worth the amount of money that would be demanding in a sense of 160 mil, especially given the fact that you've got a Sancho who's just gone for 75 mil when we're comparing the likes? Obviously, the one hasn't played for England this whole tournament, but I'm just saying, what would the valuation be in your mind for a player like Mbappe right now? I think what, what, PSG, what PSG paid for him. Literally, um, I think they paid 140, 150 million pounds. So yeah, whatever they paid for him just to get their money back, I think yeah, I think that 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 would be fair. Not for him to the price to go up. Um, I don't think they should be making a profit. I think whatever PSG paid for him should be the price. But they paid 167 yeah. more or something. Is he worth that much? Realistically, okay, no, no, I, I would say 140. No, I think. But at the end of the day, it's it's it's, it's the the values. The value is determined by the guy who's selling it, you know. Um, and 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 then again, you can't. You can always say, yeah, potential because of based on what he did, but you never know what's what's going to happen in future. But I'm mean, in the future. But I mean, you can see the kind of play is the, the athleticism that he has, the skill he has one on one. If if he, I mean, I mean, he can get the best. He can get the best support in the world. They, they can literally pay for him every day to get the best coaches to advise him. And now, if he was to fine tune his game. He'll be lethal. There's no doubt about it. He'll be he'll be very lethal. Um, so I think a price tag like that can be justified. And also, then you get the marketing and all that stuff behind it. So hey, you 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 get you can definitely justify a price tag over 160 something. On the, he has on, a valid. Yeah, here's a valid thing that Pumzi is saying. He said the Real Madrid chats are getting to him. How much of a role do you think that affected his tournament with regards to speculation and his next move? No, I, I think. I think one thing we also need to think about, these players have had a long old 18 months as well, you know, and, and psychologically it's been heavy for them. They've all been in bubbles, which changes the way you live your life anyway. So a lot of yeah. the players coming into this tournament have not had the tournament we'd expected of them. Even look, at you talked about Kane earlier. He hasn't come in and just shot the lights out yet. And the, Mbappe had a, had a slow tournament. You look across the German side, there's players that didn't quite step up. Muller... I mean, Werner had, was having a rough season anyway, but he didn't find his way here. You know, across Bruno the Fernandes, across the board, Fernandes. there's players who Bruno Fernandez, and I think there, there's a lot to be said for. It may not be one particular thing, but it could just be the players are suffering incredible fatigue and stress, and that stuff overhangs. And you know, you can have all the support in the world, but you know, these these simple things that we take for granted during a normal preseason, normal run up to a tournament, they wouldn't have been allowed to go spend the last couple of days before leaving with family and friends because they can't leave the bubble. And that, that for, for a lot of players, that's a big thing. You go home, have dinner with your mum before you leave for a tournament. That kind of stuff wouldn't have potentially been mm. possible. And I think that's something also to consider for certain players. Some players can adapt to that kind of thing a lot better than others. Um, and I think that's something to, to think about 
in terms of the way we judge players in this tournament, I would not put too much by it. I don't think the likes of Kane and Mbappe are going to see their price or stock or, or reputations drop dramatically from a slightly off tournament. Because I think you look at them over the course of two, three seasons, what they bring to a side, what they do to you know, the, to, the players around them. I mean, definitely yeah. Kane and, and Kane may be overpriced and Mbappe may be overpriced, but ultimately it's about what people are prepared to pay for it. Someone like yeah. City, someone yeah. like, like Real Madrid, they've got the money. They invest in a player like that. They know they're going to they're gonna be able to make it back through shirt sales and marketing and image rights and all of these other things that we know they make money from. So it's not a loss for them. They're not, look, we know these places are businesses. They're not stupid. Us saying, hey, he's not worth that much. They'll be like, you don't know how we make our money. So, yeah. you know, it's, I think that's, that's the thing to consider. Uh, and, 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 and and to add on to what you said, Matt, you know, a lot of people uh, like to complain about the price tags and, and value valuations of players. Listen, at the end of the day, um, someone actually said today uh, or yesterday, uh, they're looking at like Teclan Rice, for instance, right? Um, the fact that West Ham is also uh, valuing him at like 100 million pounds. And mm. you, as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a person who wants to buy the player, at, the question is, how does West Ham value him? They see him as a as the yeah, as an integral, integral part of his team of their team, and yeah. the 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 age at the, uh, at which he's at, and also the length of his contract that he has currently, which is not that it's expiring in a year's time where they're going to lose him for free. So that three years or four years that he still has in his contract, they're looking at no, we can keep this guy for another two years and 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 still play for us, mm-hmm. and then we can maybe sell him when he has two years left or one year left on his contract. And that's what we're saying for if you take him now. We're losing out on the four years that we were anticipating for us to have him. And that's why, like, for instance, for the Kane instance, Kane has probably a two, two years left of his contract. That's four, why I think. you three, see even three you now. see three, or three. You see, so you got three years left. So that's where the valuation come in and say, okay, cool. Yeah. This is this is where we value him, you know. And we can't say, ah, oh, it's overpriced, it's overpriced. It's not us who's making the price. The price is set by the club that's selling. And at the, at the, yeah. at the end of the day, mm. if there's someone willing to buy the player, they're going to come in with that money. And, and it's not our money, first and foremost. It's not our money. So let's not complain about it, you know. Uh, yeah. Just allow them to, to do, to do as, as they please, you know. As you, you as a Spurs fan, you don't want to be getting 80 million pounds for Harry Kane. You want to be getting 120, 140 million pounds because you want to at least be able to replace him with quality players. And, and I think that, that that's, that's, that's how transfers are. And especially in the English Premiership where, where there's so much money uh, in the Premier League. Players, uh, peop- uh, teams are expecting you to pay, to, to pay mm. above the market value sometimes. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And that, and if you look at that it, is... Yeah. Okay. Yes, one I was going to say, Piers, sorry, man. The, the, Piers, in terms of Mbappe, I think we mustn't also forget that he did win the World Cup. Um, and he was, he was 19, if I'm not mistaken, at the time. So, you know, and, and I see a lot of things, you know, people are like, saying, ah, Mbappe this, Mbappe that. Um, yeah, at times I do feel, you know, they maybe, uh, you know, overrate him at the times. But I think, um, look, he's a good player. Um, there's no doubt about it. And the, the, the potential uh, for him to be, be the best, like Willow Ballon d'Or, is a possibility yeah. there for sure. Right. Yeah, so definitely. what you've all said is a bunch of facts that go into assessing the valuation of the player obviously makes sense from a settled perspective when you consider what that player can do for a club moving forward and how many points they get which obviously moves them high up the table which equates to more money obviously sold shirts all these things are factors okay fantastic great now 
Prediction time for this game. We're going to do predictions. We're going to talk about oh, the games. I have forgotten to speak about Switzerland and Spain. Yeah, we're meant, to, we're meant to talk about this thing. So Switzerland, Spain, guys, quick. We're going to say hello, Wonga, Matty. Let's hear your predictions. Come on. Let's hear them. Um, I'm saying Spain to win it um, 3-2. I think there's a lot of goals. Um, yeah, 3-2. Yeah. I think it's going to be 5-4. I think Spain... Have I said it could be... Their, a... their, they're going to have long draw? periods of playing terrible. Oh, sorry. That's freezing on my side. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. Go I ahead, go ahead. The order that Claudio said. I don't mind. It's fine. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I reckon it's going to be 5-4 to Spain. I think it's going to be... I think there's going to be long periods where Spain look like they don't know what they're doing. There's going to be long periods where, where they dominate and just bang them in. I think it's going to be an absolutely mad game. I think they'll both lead at different points. I reckon it's going to finish 5-4. Maybe after extra time. Oh, Cheapest. That's a shitload of goals. I hope that happens. <laughs> and uh, I think Arjun's going to tell us they're all going to happen after the 90th minute. The has been knocked out, bro. No goals in the Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, look. I, I would hope you think that both uh, teams learn from each other, um, and probably won't. Uh, they won't get surprised uh, coming this round. So I'm thinking maybe. It, it won't be that hard. Maybe let's say two-two um, draw, and maybe then Spain win it three-two uh, in extra time. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they'll be su- surprised for each other. If they do concede a lot of goals on other teams, then that, that's just foolish because <laughs> they've literally been watching each other. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with I'm in the Pumalani and Almond camp. I'm gonna say one-nil victory to Switzerland. That's where my my sort of prediction <laughs> is headed, guys. Belgium, Italy. A lot to discuss here because arguably the two favorites of the tournament Ooh. as things stand. Um, I don't know if we talk about the Belgian performance getting to this moment in time, seeing as we've I got... Think, um, I, think we need to, I think we need to talk about the defending champions getting knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. we, like we spoke right. about... Like we touched on... Wait, before France. we do, we, just so I know, we are calling this the <laughs> Cello Derby, hey? Like... Just as the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, because it's going to be easier than saying the whole Belgium versus it. I think the Cello Derby, it rolls off the tongue. There's a t shirt in that. You know, put in your orders now. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, 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 it's coming, man. It's coming. Oh, wait. Yeah. We didn't actually, we didn't, where's this? We didn't actually speak about this, guys. Hey, where's man. That? Tell them, tell them, tell them to put in their orders. Tell them in the UFC. Yeah, they really are t shirts, guys. They really are t shirts. Claudio, can you please stand up again so you can model the shirts again for us, please? Just stand up, the model, please. Stand up, Claudio. Just, just, yeah, guys, everyone, this, this is the goal lines t shirt. I mean, there's only so much you can do to show off family, a t shirt. Family club. Oh, hang, on, hang on. I've got more. Hold on. Hold family club. There you go. Uncut. Go up a little bit higher. A little up, bit higher. Up, 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 up. Uncut. There we go. Number 10. They're going to be yes. on sale soon. They're going to be on sale soon. <laughs> But yeah, enough enough uh, plugging that in. Okay, we're going to talk about Belgium, Italy, and the performance. Matt, you support Portugal. Uh, Dia yes. is saying, why are we so serious today? Because Dia, this is a serious matter. Football sometimes, <laughs> it's, it's our heart is on the line. That's what we love. Mm. Okay, so Portugal, Matt, take me through your emotions, and I'll take everyone through mine after so, this, this game. It was it was a really weird game because there were long periods where it just felt like Portugal were just seconds away from scoring. There were so many chances. There was so much control. Belgium didn't look great. I mean, their goal, don't get me wrong, that, that was an incredible finish. Thorgan Hazard, it was an amazing, like, you know, what, contender for goal of the tournament, very well taken, keeper had no chance, amazing. But at the same time, there was just... 
th- there was long periods where Belgium didn't look in it. The players were tired. They, you know, Hazard, Eden Hazard, not not the the, the goal scoring Hazard, the other Hazard didn't quite look up for it. it you know, even before he got injured and, and had to leave, he didn't quite look up for it. Portugal did have a lot of chances. Ronaldo did have the Ronaldo thing. I, he shouldn't be taking free kicks at tournaments. I don't know why no one in the Portugal camp has had that conversation. Is he is he so in control of everything that he just says no yes. to any of those he's, conversations? He's, 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 he's Jomo Solo. You know Jomo Solo is the coach, the chairman, yeah. the bus driver. Yeah, he writes the theme <laughs> tune. He sings the theme tune. Like it's all just. And I think that's. I think that. And um, but that said, you know, you also you can't write off Ronaldo. There were there were also he had some moments where he really showed his class. He's creating chances. He's getting in the right places. And um, but it was just a really frustrating game. As as a Portugal fan, you sort of watching it thinking that there were there were you know there was the the Felix header there was the Felix shot where you just think there's so much opportunity for for this to go Portugal's way I mean credit to Belgium they they held on to the bitter end um you know they they the defense Alderweireld Vertonghen and and Vermaelen just throwing themselves in front of shots and they they looked old by the end of the game they did and it was but I reckon the overall <laughs> that Belgium probably deserved to go through on the balance of play but Portugal did not do their any any kind of do themselves any favors? How do you? See, you got you got you got you got you to request there. Can you please just name the starting lineup of Portugal, please, man? All right. So we've got Roy Patricio, we've got Pep, we've got Ruben Dias, we've got uh, Rafael Guerreiro, we've got Jose Fonte. Didn't play Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, in Madeira, if you go to Madeira, not mainland island, you say Ronaldo. 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 <laughs> So then you got Joao Mutti. Joao Moutinho. Yeah, so then we got which other one? Who is an ass? Ruben, Ruben, ne- Ruben, Ruben Neves. Neves, yeah. Neves, Neves. Yeah. Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. R- yeah, Renat Sanch. Uh, yeah, then Joao <laughs> Cancelo. Then Diogo, Diogo Jota, that's not... Anyway, so I've, we've had enough fun there. Oh, obviously, Juan <laughs> Felix. We forgot Felix there. Okay. But overall, the gameplay, guys. I'm going to talk about the gameplay. So looking at how the game unfolds, first 15 minutes, it's all Belgium. And I'm quite impressed with this. I'm going, this is going to be interesting. But then at the same yeah. time, I'm going, look how these guys have set up. When you play with the way Belgium play, and this is where my concern is for them, they've got three attacking players that are very good in the form of, uh, we don't know if Kevin De Bruyne is going to be fit, but you've got Lukaku, De Bruyne, and Hazard. And they have been given complete creative license. The rest of them do the dirty work. The two players I was very impressed with were Tillemans and Alex Witzel. Fantastic. Mm. They are the ones controlling. They're sitting in back of the front three with the wing back. So they were defending at all times. So the first 50 minutes, they have all the ball. Then all of a sudden, yeah. you go, well, this game's going to switch. Without that goal, this game is going to switch. It was always going to do that. And that goal comes out of nowhere. And then this is where I go back and I say, if Courtois was in Portugal's goal, does that still get scored? You know, no. it was a great hit. Great. It doesn't get scored. And that's, that was the difference between the two games. And Portugal on the day had all the chances. That they didn't take their chances. Also, if we're going to be very critical, as you are, in tournament football, if you're going to be critical of anyone, it's always the manager because the manager's got all the players at their disposal. Wait, wait, and wait. Limited. If you're doing the Portuguese accent, you can't say manager. You've got to say manager. <laughs> the Portuguese don't say that. <laughs> they don't that's say manager. Manager. manager, I'm telling you. Oh, the manager. No, the manager. Oh, manager. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, so anyway, so I'm just saying if, if you're going to be critical, you'd be critical of the manager because I don't think he yeah. knew his best lineup. He was tinkering far too much. And also for me, he brings on Joao Felix now to change the game. The guy hasn't had a run out the whole tournament. And now he brings him in at this time to try and do something. I was like, dude, if you're going to do that at some point, bring him on earlier in other games. We could have gotten a feel for it. But now you're expecting big things off these guys. So, so I don't think he got that right. But anyway, overall, guys, I know we're, talking, we're meant to be talking about the Belgium-Italy game. Settle your Italy side, taking on this Belgium side. I've got my yeah, sort man. of view after watching Belgium. But what do you think from the Italy perspective? Man, listen, I think first, first and foremost, um, Italy, the, the game they played against Austria was, was tough. Um, Austria played a very good game um, and they could have won it in the end. Um, and obviously, I think just um, the quality of Italy shone through. But, um, yeah, man, you know, uh, what's this? Uh, Immobile hit the post. I think first and foremost, for Italy to 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 want to go through in this next game, they need to firstly um, change their right winger, uh, bring on Federico Chiesa as the right winger, first and foremost. And then also um, for, for, for Belgium, I think... If Belgium have Lukaku, uh, De Bruyne, and uh, Hazard, which I doubt they'll have both Hazard and De Bruyne, um, even maybe just one of them playing is, is also being hopeful. I think they need to be very careful, uh, the quality of that team. I think this is definitely the first time they're playing a team that's ranked above them um, in this tournament. Uh, every other team that they've played is ranked below them. And also the quality of the, of, of, of the opponents in terms of uh, the, 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 what, what they can do. You know, I think this is going yeah. to be their biggest challenge. So they need to be very, very much careful. And and the thing with, with Belgium is that Belgium have this, um, I don't want to say old defense, but their defenders are all above uh, all above huh. the age of 30. Do, you know, they so, had five you, players uh-huh. in that starting lineup, over five players with over 100 caps. Oh, 100, 100 caps. I know. Their five most cap players are all in the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, so so yeah. that 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 just shows you how long this team has been playing together. You know, so yeah. you can't you can't take advantage of 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 the lack their lack of pace. But Italy don't have those quick players. You know, they don't have a Moise Keane in, in their team that they picked. You know, someone to exploit them with the with the balls behind uh, the defense. So I think um, Italy will just need to be quite clever. Um, I didn't like the way uh, Verratti played against Austria. He played very well in the, in the last group game, but f- played very poorly against Austria. He was playing for fouls. He was thinking that he's at PSG again. Um, so I need him to remember that this is Italy. He's playing for Italy and not playing for PSG. Neymar's not there to say, hey, man, let's fall on the ground together and stuff like that. You need to be playing. You need to stand up. You need to be so, strong. So, so, so what I'm getting from this is you're supporting more Italy than Belgium in this scenario, no, even though to. it's now I, or never for Belgium. I have, no, I have, I have to support Italy. I have to support Italy because um, uh, that that's the team that I went into the tournament with. That's the team that I picked out of the hat to say, this is the team that I want to support. And Forza Azzurri, let's go. And also, I've been to Italy and I've never been to Belgium. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, right, three, so, I've, been, I've been to three cities in Italy, so let's go. Let's go. Nice, nice. Okay, on that note, you're going. So let's hear that prediction then. Uh, one nil to Italy. Yeah, I reckon that's good. I reckon yeah. one nil Italy. I used to be a tense yeah. game. I think both sides are going to go into this knowing that there's there's a risk, but I think Italy are going to pull it off. I can give Belgium a shot, but I say 1-0 to Belgium, and I say it'll happen in extra time even. Mm. You saw, you're back in Belgium. I just I don't think they've got it, and I don't think Martinez is the right guy to get there. I think they're done, man. 
after seeing them against Portugal, I just don't know. I think the Italians, I think Mancini's a lot, got a lot more swagger, is a lot more confident. So, yeah. Oh, but look, we've got more guys. We've got Louis saying Belgium, and so far he's leading out. Is he still leading the Super Brew League there, Silo? Yeah, I think uh, Louis is leading. But, guys, to be honest, that Super Brew round was rubbish from all of us. No one got a point, I think. <laughs> I think literally people just got one point in, the, in like, like this last round, one or two points. No one really shot the lights out. Uh, let me just check. Uh, it's loading here. Super Brew, number one is Louis. Number two is Storm. Number three is Pums. Um, number four is Dev Dirty Purple. Number five, Friend the Man. Number five, number six, Debatso. And then, uh, and then yeah, it goes along. And, and I'm ahead of Claudio, as of, of course. I forgot to make my predictions for the first two. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Yeah, guys, I'm in the Italian, Italian camp. Like I said, when we're speaking to uh, Nick, on the weekend by the way if you guys haven't seen that video yet we did finally make our way to studio for those who have liked and watched and commented we appreciate that um yeah so i'm gonna go with italy i'm gonna say one all italy next game we need to really talk about because there's a lot of romanticism here and my winner or the team mm-hmm. i'm backing is denmark so we need to talk about this czechoslovakia denmark what an opportunity for both teams oh bro this is not day to day one please bro no, but 19, what, 1991, they had that rule where they could pass back to the keeper in one time. 92. 92. <laughs> 92. Yeah, there we go. go Matt was yeah. old enough yeah. to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whose who's, who's teams are these, uh, by the way? Denmark and, and, and the Czechs? Both of them are Knicks, so it's the Nick Derby. Okay. It's the Nick Derby. Oh, the Nick Derby. I, I, I literally, guys, Denmark obliterated Wales. I think uh, the confidence is high. Um, they've got a great defense. Uh, all their defenders play for top teams, you know, Christensen, Chelsea, Southampton, mm. and then uh, Kiar plays for, for AC Milan. So all their defenders uh, play for good teams. And I, and I like the fact that players that have been given an opportunity due to injuries are doing well, you know. So Dolberg came mm. on uh, because Paulson was injured and he scored two goals. So I think the, they've got the depth and they will do well um, against uh, the Czechs. I think the, 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 the romance for the Czechs is over. Um, yes, Suchek and so on and Schick, uh and uh, Masu. Uh, He's got a terrible sco- goal-scoring record in the Bundesliga. He's just having a hell of a tournament. He reminds Ushik. me of Milan Baros. Yeah, Baros, when it? he played for the Euros for Czech, he scored five goals. He did everything. He came back to Liverpool. He scored one goal in like 40 games. <laughs> I'm like, this is some deja vu. <laughs> But it also yeah. didn't, 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 didn't also happen. It, it happens quite a, quite a bit with these players. Man, I remember there was also mm. Matea Matea Kesman as well. Um, did well yeah. as well in the European Championships. Went back to Chelsea. Was poor. So man, hey man. So if she whoever buys Sheik, you know, I think uh, I, I can see like a West Ham buying like a Sheik. You know, uh, you know he'll he'll do poorly for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, Czech Republic. Yeah. Czech Republic did uh, very well against uh, uh, Netherlands. I, I don't know for me. Um, maybe they were unfortunate to get the uh, uh, sent off there. Uh, but yo, that uh, they said they said Czech Republic were the first team since the 1980s to deny. And we know we've seen the Netherlands uh, teams in the past. Um, and they said they're the first team since the 1980s to deny Netherlands a shot on target. Um, and that's they never shot yeah, on target. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. That's what I'm. Reading. I mean, should yeah. we be really impressed by Czechoslovakia? Sure. Or is this just one of those things that we know, like 
Netherlands weren't actually but, very good this tournament. Guys, but remember, but, all season we were saying the Premier League was drunk. Maybe the Euros are drunk too. You know, like everyone's just wasted. Because this is also the this is like the first time since I think the the fifties or something that a European Championship or a World Cup hasn't had France or Germany in the last eight. Wow, I stand to be corrected on the facts. It's a stat. Something like that. Fifties so or eighties <laughs> or Opt- whatever. Optimat but coming through. Optimat coming through. Optimat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Don't, it, don't, it don't is... take Wonga's role. Wonga's got his iPad there. He's working. He's up to Wonga. He's yeah, Wonga trying to get in. Check there. me here. You know, I'm, you can fact check me, but it's the first time since a long time that there's been no France or Germany in the last eight of either a World Cup yeah. or a Euro. Um, and so I think maybe wrong. maybe the Euros are just as drunk as the Premier League was, or maybe they went to the same party and the Euros are still hungover. I don't know. It is a weird one. So maybe, 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 you know, maybe Czech are going to go all the way. I, I think Denmark are going to win it. I think they've got momentum. They've got a clear system. They're playing to Czech Republic. They 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 had a good game against Netherlands, but I think Netherlands didn't do themselves any favors. I think after yeah, the red card, they still should have yeah. been able to pull something together, and they crumbled. Yeah. Um, mm. So I reckon I reckon Denmark are going to pull this off. I think they've got the they've got the romance behind them. I think that's you know, the story arc Longer. plays a big role. Wonga, what did you want to finish there? You were looking something up and you want to say something. No, no, I wasn't looking up. I was just saying that, no, just, that was just my point. I mean, and I think the fact, I mean, just, I mean, they've, they've done well to defend. I mean, Netherlands is, you know, they've be, this tournament itself, they've scored a lot of goals. Um, and check, I mean, Netherlands did have seven shots, but I mean, yeah, they, they none of them were on target. Yeah. And I think Denmark, yeah. uh, yes, they've got a clear system, they play well, but it's definitely not going to be easy to, to, to break them down. And for what I'm looking here, I think net, uh, Denmark are not going to have, uh, um, if this thing's correct, uh, sometimes they don't update, but I think there's three players. I think Vas, obviously Ericsson won't play, and I think there's a, uh, is it Poulsen, that they said as well, that won't be available as well. There's always an Ericsson, a Poulsen, and an Olsen. There's always in the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, they've got a full squad, um, Czech Republic. But uh, yeah, I think Denmark, Not those injuries are not, I don't think, are much of a concern for them. But it will be a tight game, I think, definitely. All right, guys, just before we give our predictions for this one, we've got an important question to answer. <laughs> Dia's question asking, is Ronaldo still playing football? Can I answer this no, one? No. Which one? He may well still be playing, but he's not playing in the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, his time is done there. His time is there. He's, he's, All right, so wait, doesn't doesn't Dia follow follow him on 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 Instagram? She'll see that uh, he's on holiday probably by now. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. These are these are these are fresh wounds, fresh wounds. Right, so what's your prediction? Uh my prediction for this one is three-one to Denmark. Okay. Yeah, I think three-one. 2-1, Denmark. It's going to be... It's going to be Denmark going to win it. Yeah, I think Denmark will also take it. Um, won't be easy, but I'll say 1-0. One, one, no. I think the Czechs will make it very difficult for them. Yo, yo, yo. Guys, Aldrin coming in here with a 6-0 victory to Denmark. I yo. think a 2... This, this has me a bit worried because I'm also leaning on the fence of the 2-1 Denmark sort of scoreline, but Louis is also saying that. Pum, uh, Pums is saying that. And so is Amma. <laughs> so now I'm a bit worried because if too many people are saying this, we know this is a football just goes, no, no, no. 
we, we see the script that you're writing, we're going to tear that shit up and throw it in your face. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to say one. one you know, <laughs> it always happens to you. Okay, come on now. Uh, we're going to say one nil, one nil Denmark. All right, now to answer one of football's longest running questions. Is it yeah, yeah. So get, get get those. Yeah, is is it coming home? I need, I need, That's I need the to, question. I need, oh. I need to get. I need to get the song. Okay, get the song. I mean, Matt, this is your time to shine. You're wearing the colors. Your your country. You didn't. There's no show. Your throat is still sore from all the screaming. <clears throat> oh mate. Yeah, wait, was... wait, wait, please, oh. please, Matt. First and foremost, please set the scene for us um, from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. You and your 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 two sons set the scene. Uh, in a quick five minutes. Yeah. So we 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 we're in the lounge. We got you know the two of me and my, my oldest son. He watched the whole game with me. The little one was sort of in and out, but I think he could even feel the tension. So eventually, even my three year old, he's sitting there with me. He knows something's happening, and I was feeling it like it was a long time coming. And we looked good at moments. Germany also had their chances, so it was feeling really tense. And you got to know, for an English fan, Germany is a it's 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 the scary one. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So it was as much as I was feeling confident, I felt like we had the best chance we were ever going to have to win this game. The more it goes on, the more I'm thinking, what if it doesn't? What if they just nick one? What if we throw this away? When, when Sterling finally scored, guys, it was pandemonium in my house. I've never screamed like that for a goal. My throat is still sore. It is. And both boys with me and I'm throwing them in the air and we're jumping around. It's, it's, it was <laughs> The most beautiful memory with my boys that I'm ever going to have. It was so it's intense. so funny, Matt. When you say my boys, <laughs> I keep thinking like you're at the pub with all your mates. Go, yeah, me and boys. my boys. I picked them all up. Me and yeah, all yeah. your three-year-old and your seven-year-old. Yeah, it's my, yeah, it's my boys. <laughs> so, it's, it's even so, sorry, Matt. Before you continue, M-Dog is in the house. So thanks again for making another appearance. No, it's not. It's definitely not coming over. It's not coming over. Had that plane the whole afternoon. Uh, the whole build-up to the game. It was just the whole of Tuesday was all about it. I'm like I'm in meetings with work and I'm telling people like I want to what's happening later today and I'm like football's happening. Like it's you got to watch it, you know. And it was the build-up was amazing. I started to feel tense like just before and then during the game and then when Kane got the second and then it was clear, you know, like we've. We've probably done enough. We're gonna win. The relief and the joy, and <laughs> at the final whistle, I've got both my boys in my arms. I'm jumping around the room, just like it's happened. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. It was too much. It okay, was, but, and, but the question though, now, Matt. Yeah. Is it is it gonna keep happening, or is this one of those sort of situations where you everyone's getting so excited that it's just all in your favor right now, and you know. They choke. So look, I think there's, there's, there's a couple of things at play. So on the one hand, England have on paper an easier run to the final than some of the other big teams. Yeah. But it's, it is a knockout competition and, and ultimately no game is completely easy. Um, and you, can't, you don't want to get complacent. And, and it is, it's so hard as an England fan because you, know, you, you start to believe. And, and I can sit here and yeah. be all sensible with you guys. But as soon as the game starts, it's how I know. And then, but at the other hand, like you also look at what Southgate's doing, he's getting a lot of criticism for his selections. But the more I think about it, he plays each game to its specific strengths and he seems to know exactly what to do for each game. So he's not picking 
because England have historically have done that. England will pick the best 11 players regardless of position. You know, we had times where we had Lampard, Gerrard on Skulls in the same team. Well, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, the, yeah. where, how, where's, your, where's your width on that? Where's the, what's the actual plan there? You know, who's going to track back properly and all of that? And I think that's what, what, what Southgate does is put together the team that's going to win the game that's in front of him. That's what he did with Germany. That's what he did with Czech. It's what he tried to do with Scotland, but the, the, the forwards didn't quite get it over the line. And I think, so in that regard, I feel confident that he'll go into this game with the right plan. And I feel mm-hmm. like on paper, we could beat Ukraine. We, could, we know we could beat Czech Republic. We've already done it. We could beat Denmark. Whether or not we will, there's so many factors at play. You can get unlucky. Look at Germany. We got really lucky when Muller missed that chance, when he was clean through, when we were still just one nil up. That would have changed the complexion of the game. And you would expected nine times out of ten, you'd expect a player like him to put it away. Yeah. And that would have changed the whole game. So, but you don't, just, don't you, you think that kind of like summed up Germany's where they're at yeah. as a nation, footballing nation? Is is that player yeah. missing that chance for the generation under the current manager or the also, now yeah. going to be the past manager? Mr. Yuki Mr. And also, Mr. like, Mr. The, Mr. The, yeah, exactly. The symbolism of it being Muller as well, because I'm pretty sure Germany yeah. always have either a Muller or a Moller in the squad and they always score against England because I've got memory after memory throughout my childhood and teens of hearing Muller or <laughs> Moller and England going out. And I think it, the fact that he was through, it's sort of, he was going to score. And have you guys seen the video of Sterling's reaction when it happened? Yeah. You know, it was his pass. He, yeah, he's he like, did the pass and, he's, and, he falls and down. He, he does that. And then when he misses, he yeah. falls down on his knees, like such relief. Yeah, and like Rice, I think it was Rice, goes over and picks him up, like, go on, we got this. And it was just that little microcosm of England's togetherness against Germany's kind of slight frailties at the moment. And I think yeah. uh, Werner also had a chance early on in the game before there was a goal where he was yeah, but you know clear through and, yeah, yeah, Vernon was Vernon, but, <laughs> but even, even, you know, there was, I think, I think Claudio's right. I think it's symbolic of the German side in slight decline and, and you know, they're, they're going to have to transition now into a new generation. They're, they're not what they once were, but it's still huge for, for England to have the, because the, we, we've not been a side historically that's got mental fortitude. No. I can't remember the last time England beat a big team at, in a knockout competition like this. So it was but, huge. I, mean, I think... I mean, your question, Claudio, I think the best person to even answer that would have been you. I mean, as a Liverpool supporter, you, they literally went through it. They, they, I don't know what they were singing, um, but uh, when uh, when uh, Gerard slipped, they lost the 3-0 lead, all that stuff. Um, that was hectic. And, and that's when Liverpool literally thought they won the league. They thought, now nah, we've got this. You know, so many yeah. points clear. Then they lost, they had- but in the next season... But this um, is worse. This is worse and... because this is very favorable. When we're looking at the last few fixtures, guaranteed mm-hmm. now. If you, and also, let's let's look at the, the pressure being amplified. Guaranteed, the media is already saying the expectation now for England is to go all the way to the final. Yes, but no reason why Did you see Liverpool except, as well? I know it's a good argument. Except for the quarterfinal, every other match is at home. Mm. Exactly. And that's Which, the other thing. But... The final's being played at Wembley. But Liverpool, who did they play when they lost when they lost the three 0 lead? It was against uh, Palace. Uh, Palace. Palace. Wasn't yeah. It, Palace. Was, it wasn't at Norwich. Yeah, as, or as Palace. Palace. Leave Ladio alone. Palace. The Euros. Can we please actually talk about? No, the I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's the same. It's the same <laughs> thing. I, I just thought you'd be the best person to answer it because it's yeah, literally yeah. the same thing. You're playing back to the same So what you're saying is. So what you're saying is Germany need Klopp. That's what Liverpool did to fix it. 
You know, Germany interesting thing. But an interesting thing about that, Henderson's come out saying the the rivalry between Germany and England, especially in the game that was played, wasn't as high as it normally was in the past, largely because the English media have taken to a clock. Now, I don't know how valid that is, but I do think there's maybe they go, well, this is a likable German guy, so maybe we, we, we don't mind the Germans as much, which is quite an interesting thing. I do want to speak about Pumalani saying Jack Grealish needs to start or we're going to settle with him being an impact player. And it comes back down to that point where you're talking about how Southgate sets up. And again, we know mm-hmm. tournament football, you don't concede, you go far. Winning 1-0, 1-0, And at this moment in time, especially in the game against Germany, you can't argue the fact that him coming off the bench was the right decision. Matt, how do you feel about that? So I think, I think you know, I go back to at the moment, I've got faith that Southgate's going to pick the side that's going to do best on the day. Um, I do think England's spoilt for choice in terms of that creative kind of player. We've got Sancho, we've got yeah. Grealish, we've got, you look at the game Saka has been having. I mean, he was, Saka was amazing against Germany. When, yeah. when England, early on in the game, England were pinned back. They looked kind of a bit unsure of themselves that it was Saka making the runs. He was getting in behind. He was pushing defenders, getting them tied up in knots. So I think, in a way, it's kind of a good problem to have. Like, can we put Grealish in the side? But I'm glad we're not just shoehorning all of our attacking players in and hoping for the best. I think we're approaching games correctly. We haven't conceded a goal yet, which, as you know, is a huge factor in, in, in knockout football. If you don't concede, you're going to be all right. And, and that's a huge thing. So if we can keep that solidity, I feel good. For me, the big story for England has been the phenomenal partnership between Rice and Phillips. I mean, yeah. Phillips is immense. The the ball carrying he does, the the chances he creates, the movement he does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just he he because you think, oh, we've got two defensive midfielders. Do we really need that against every team we play? But then Phillips doesn't really play like a proper defensive midfielder because as soon as he gets the ball, he's turning around and looking for for gaps and moving the ball forward. And he, you often see him then run on beyond and get in the box. So I think that's also a huge factor in why we're doing okay. Um, and at the same time, you also I, I like the idea of having someone like Grealish and Foden on the bench. I mean, what a what a pleasure. You know, the, like against Germany, it wasn't quite going away. You get to bring on Grealish and look what he did. So I think that's that there's nothing wrong with that kind of approach. And I bet the squad have been talking about that as well. I, you know, it's not like Grealish gets surprised every time when they announce the, the, the starting eleven. He knows what's going on. They would have had long talks about this and he'll know what his role is. These guys are professionals, they've got their eyes on the prize, they want to lift the trophy, they're not there to get minutes. And I think that's that's something to and and it's clear from the way they play. There's a huge squad togetherness here in in the England squad, yeah. which was very even different. Evident, very different. Yeah, from even, the past it was years. starting. It's been this way all the way through under Southgate. He's done it even in 2018. We saw it. He does a really good job of in 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 kind of engendering this this sense of togetherness and this willingness to push for the team rather than for the individual, which I think is why we're we're doing really well. And right. it could all come down. I think that you know we tournament football is the way it is that doesn't there's no guarantees in this thing um but <coughs> this is a a better look in england than than i've seen in a long time right and on that note it is time gentlemen Silo, wonga for the prediction <sighs> ukraine england can shevchenko cause an upset or is it gonna keep going one step closer to the room home for england i don't know i don't know where i was going with that one so let's hear it yeah, let's go. Let's go for. Let's go for a two-one to England. Let's let, let's give them their first goal that they're going to concede. Because, yeah, yeah, I think uh, two-one to 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 England. I reckon two-nil to England. I think. I don't think. I don't think Ukraine's going to be the side to score a goal against us. I think we're going to win two-nil. But I'm going to be. I'm going to be tense this, the whole game. This, this optimism is what brings them down. 
It looks weird on me, right? It's um. It sounds not a, like not a look fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this year's there idea, you go, guys. Wonga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I'll agree with Mlani there. I think a three 0 to England. Probably they'll get um, early goals, and then uh, Ukraine will probably try and obviously get something back, and in that England will get a third goal. I think it'll be three. Yeah, end up three 0 to England. Yeah, guys. I mean, Ukraine were ridiculously lucky to survive against Sweden. Uh, I mean, Sweden was one of my other sides. I watched it on another day. Forsberg hit gets a hat trick. I mean, ah, mm. and then they score right at the end of extra. It was mental. I was Poshevchenko was happy, and you know what? They will get knocked out by England. Everyone will expect that, and they'll still go back home as heroes because Happy. there's nothing in that country. I've been to that country and I'll, I couldn't believe like that some of the buildings when I was catching the taxi ride with the guys looking like, oh yes, you know, these are new buildings. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, these things are horrendous. Little chocolate boxes, like little, they were terrible, terrible. And absolutely no color. Poor country has got blue and yellow in their flag. I know I'm going off topic here, but everything in that country is just <laughs> dull and gray. Anyway, but they're nice people. I mean, quite cold. Anyway, I'm really going. <laughs> wow, I'm really going off topic. He's, he's, really is, to, he's, he's really trying to convince us. They're nice he's, people. He's, he's really he's oh, softening really the blow because he knows yeah. that there's millions of people in Ukraine watching this, and they're like, "Come on, Cloud." And he's like, "Look, I'm I'm putting you out of the tournament, but I like you," and that's the main. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but this this was an interesting. I mean, Aljun saying Zinchenko, I couldn't believe the influence that he has on. Is he scoring? Side. Is he scoring an own goal? That's a bit harsh, Aljun. Leave the guy alone. Bro, listen, with them going forward, it's it's always him coming down the left and it's a ball in the box. Actually, yep. I couldn't, like, you don't him realize. Him, him and Yamalenko are so important for for that team, eh? Yeah, exactly. And mm. I, I couldn't believe how important because, I mean, you look at Man City, I don't rate him highly, but then when I see the balls he's delivering, I was like, holy shit, this guy's got quality and he's really backing inside. Look, yeah, I'm yeah. going to lose 3 one in my opinion, but, but yeah. But remember, that was the issue. It, it, one of the, the, the sticking points for England against Germany was Germany's wingbacks. And, and you saw the, the way they got forward against, um, against Portugal and, and what an what important like, outlet they were for Germany. And again, Southgate set up really nicely. He put um, Shaw and Trippier on who are really good. They're, they're obviously very good getting forward, but they're also both really good defensively as, as wingbacks. And I think that they'll have a similar kind of setup. They'll, they'll go into this knowing that that's an important outlet for them and they'll set up the, the team to, to counter it in an effective way. So I think the, the challenge for Ukraine is that they don't have a lot of other options. I think yeah. whereas mm. Germany, you know, England could counter the wingbacks to a certain extent and they, they were, you know, kind of meeting them. But then Germany had a lot of other options. I mean, Pro Kimmich had an amazing game for, for Germany. He put some really dangerous balls in and on another day, they could probably could have put one or two of those away. And I think that the, the challenge for Ukraine is that they don't have a lot of other kind of outlets across the field. Yeah, that's mm. valid. Right, guys. And that pretty much wraps up the show for this evening. Do we have any final thoughts before we leave? I mean, it's coming home. That's got to be it, right? Suck it to leave Arsenal. Suck it to leave Arsenal. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, he's going to get snapped up by big club now. Are you are you signing him, Claudio? He's going to be Benitez's first Benitez's first signing at Everton. Imagine that! Imagine that! Wonga would be really angry about that, guys. Don't 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 set it up, please, guys. <laughs> you put it out into the universe now, mate. Whatever the universe chooses to do with it, it can't be blamed on us. No, no. But I think I don't think he's staying at Arsenal. It's, he's not staying at Arsenal, right, guys? I'm going to count down to three, and you know how to end the show. You ready? Three, two, one.
Stop it. Come on, Matt. Get with the program. I didn't know what we were building up for there. I'm used to the cooldown bit. So I'm like, what do you want to be cool? Oh, you know why, guys? Because he only ever rocks up to the cooldown. This is actually a reminder that this is the first pre-match meeting that he's attended in I don't know how long. It is. It's been a while. It's been a while. I couldn't I couldn't so, do Tuesday. It was too much after 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 the England game. I know we didn't end up doing a show, but there was no way I could have made it after that game. I was I was a wreck, boys. All right, sorry. sorry ask I, me, I, how do you place orders? Yeah, yeah, so I forgot about that. So guys, um for those of you on the Discord channel, please join our Discord. We can chat there, send us the address, we make plans. Um we're also gonna have it on our website soon, but it's not up yet. But yes, please join our Discord channel. We chat. We have chats there. Is there anything else I'm forgetting, guys, that I need to tell people? Nothing, bro. Just nothing. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I am, I'm forgetting something. No, no, I'm forgetting something. So remember, I mentioned Epic Games. Epic Games. And now some of you might be thinking, oh, it's yes. all the gaming stuff. So it's not Epic Games, that Epic Games. But it's a, it's a, local, <laughs> distrib- <laughs> it's a local distributor <laughs> in South Africa. And we all know Panini Cards. Do you guys know the cards? Wongo, you know more about them after Saturday's chat. Do you know a little yeah, bit more I about the Panini, Panini bread, but now I know Panini cards. <laughs> right, so nice. the Panini cards. So they're those collector cards. Um, and there's a particular batch of cards that were given out for the Euros that are circulating show, in a show, game. Show, 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 show us a little example. Show us a little example. We've got like five minutes for you. I don't know. Do, do we do that now? Do we do that? Because we kind of, it's a surprise. Just keep your eyes okay. peeled. It's going okay. to be coming out soon. And we've got a little something, something there that we're going to have a little giveaway. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And on that note, in the show, Celo, you're really good and, at this. And, and and can everyone just join the Discord channel, guys? I, I, I need to stress this more and more. Um, maybe I'm stressing this because I'm quite active on, on, on the channel. Please join the Discord channel, guys. Let's continue the banter. It's going to be fun. When the Euros are done, we'll keep on chatting about other stuff. We'll probably even learn about uh, astrophysics. Uh, being astrophysicist Aman, Aman's been called. very good, by the way. He's been you driving know? the... Yeah, Aman, the, Aman the... has been amazing. Aman, get Arjun and, and uh, Dia to join. Uh, Pums, I haven't seen you that much on, but I know you. I think he is there. Um, yeah. link in the link in the in the descriptions below. Link in the link in the description, guys. So yeah. Uh, also subscribe to our damn channel, and if you don't, don't haven't gotten your friends to subscribe, what are you doing, honestly? Let's let's grow the <laughs> conversation. And yeah, Matt, like how many people have Wonga? You know, can I just say I'm sitting with Wonga on Saturday, and I go, "Have you subscribed to the channel?" He goes, "No." I'm like, well, so what's going on here? <laughs> hey, he's got a very oh, high no. standard. He doesn't just hand out subscriptions, okay? Like, he's not going to just sign up for any. <laughs> Do you think Arsenal fans yeah. want to sign up for football content? No ways, mate. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, Aman, who's dating? Who's dating, Aman? Tell us. I should dear. Is that happening? I thought, oh, that's okay. sweet. I thought, that's I'm, sweet. I'm glad. That's good. We can take a bit of responsibility for that because a lot of so what they've been talking about has been happening here. Yeah, so you're man. welcome, Arjun. Congratulations. About <laughs> confirm or deny before the show ends. What's happening? <laughs> Tell us. <Yeah>. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm going to end the show. But yes, um, as for short shirt orders, you can jump onto our Discord channel, drop us a message there. Or, of course, you can get hold of us on Instagram, Twitter, just DM us. And again, like I said, in the next couple of days, it should be up on our website. Right. We'll see you guys next week, Tuesday. Enjoy the football. And if... Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you don't know what to yeah. do, but that's what Tuesday show. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys. Painful. Cheers.